Welcome to the Cyber Nation Uncensored Podcast. We welcome all Chumbas, Edge Runners, Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, Spice Traders, and Space Folders. Thanks for joining us. Please give us a great review and also be sure to join us on both YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to see you on a live stream. Thanks again. See you soon. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Cyber Nation on Hey, we're officially live now. Everyone should be able to see us and hear us. Everybody say hi. Make sure the mics are working. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hey. Awesome. All right, cool. Everybody in chat, let us know. You know, if uh, anybody's muted, any of the, the videos freeze, just let us know in chat. We'll get it fixed right away. This is our weekly Fallout 2D20 gameplay. We're going to do this every Friday right here at this time, uh, 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. Um, this is the team that we were running every Friday on the Mad Queen channel on YouTube. Uh, if anybody is familiar and you're here from there, I really appreciate you joining us. Uh, this session is going to be just to do a little recap of what's happened so far with the team. And then uh, we'll do a little you know, mini session zero to bring in Jay and his super mutant character to the team. And we'll discuss uh, how that's going to work and such. And we need to discuss um, how Clarice is leaving the team. Clarice is the uh, Wastelander character that Mad Queen was playing. Um, and anybody that doesn't know, uh, she got accepted into Harvard. Uh, she's going uh, back to college, so she can't stream anymore. So we're real, real happy for her and proud of uh, all her accomplishments. We're sad to not have her on the team streaming with us, uh, but we absolutely understand and uh, sometime in the near future, she might be coming back and Clarice might make an appearance. Uh, so we're going to try to work out her character in such a way that, uh, you know, we don't kill her, hopefully. Uh, she, can, she can maybe leave the team and come back later. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, before we get into it, uh, everything that I kind of have planned for this, let's just uh, do what we usually do. Let's go around the table. Everybody introduce yourself. Let people know where they can find you online. Uh, and then just, you know, briefly introduce your character. Uh, Brandon, you want to start it off? Sure. I'm Brandon Perkins, also known as DM underscore Brando. Um, I do live streaming of uh, various t tabletop RPGs. I do uh, Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition with Realm Smith, and I do uh, Cyberpunk on the, uh, the Sirenscape channel every Thursday. Uh, and now every Friday, we're going to be right here on uh, Cyberpunk Un Uncensored. Um, or sorry, Cybernation. Cybernation. I, I, I still make the, the mistake. Yeah, we recently uh, yeah. Uh, expanded our brand and changed the name. Uh, every once in a while, we slip up. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm not that's the only one. My yeah. mistake. Uh, <laughs> I do. I, I do it too, and I, I founded this brand, and I still uh, fuck it up once in a while. It's still. Uh, I'm, I'm getting on board. I'll, I'll learn it eventually. And uh, so that's in a nutshell. A lot of the things that I, I work on. Your also book. working on a novel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, 
novel on Royal Road. It's called Sola Harvest of Souls. That's S-O-L-A. And uh, as far as I know, I will show up in the search results here on Royal Road rather than on uh, the <laughs> the previous place, right? You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I'm playing Jerry the Ghoul, the greatest ghoul you've ever seen. Uh, well, or maybe more mediocre. He's kind of standard ghoul. <laughs> you got show off the overlay you made too. I love that thing. Yeah. We can get Jerry the ghoul. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Nice. Awesome. Darth. Hey, I'm Darth Sohn. You can find me on YouTube at slash Darth Sohn Games. I make a lot of Fallout content in particular. I do lots of camp building, Fallout 76, and the news videos around Fallout. I also cover uh, other Bethesda games as well. Really looking forward to Starfield later on this year. And yeah, do loads of stuff along those lines around uh, Fallout and Bethesda games. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, head on over, check it out. And I'm playing as Sprocket, who is a Mr. Handy, who's uh, exploring the wasteland for the first time in this uh, eclectic group. Well, his first trip out, anyway. Exactly. He's doing well, though. He's having a good time. Um, He's adapting. Exactly. He's getting by. Uh, Jay, (laughs) our new new player. Oh, hey. Uh, What can I say? The name's Jay. You can find me on all social media at Just2Casual and Casual Creativity over on Twitch. Friday streamer, entertainer, uh, freelance writer, professional actor, improv artist. Pretty much if it's entertaining, I do it one way or another. You can also find me on Deep Breath RPG, where I'm writing my own anime-inspired TTRPG. It's an urban fantasy setting where the old world of magic meets the new world of technology, and all the species, classes, and abilities are all inspired from popular anime, from Naruto, Bleach, Yu Hakusho, Cowboy Bebop, and so much more. And you can also follow the website at deepbreatharpg.com to subscribe for the Kickstarter launching, hopefully, end of March. That's D-E-E-P, bread, T-H-R-P-G, dot com. And I'm going to be Yosuke, the super mutant samurai. I have dedicated my life to something new. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to get this team going. What, what was that, Darth? I was just agreeing with you. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I love it. Um, I'm excited to, to see this come to life. I love the idea of a samurai super mutant. But hey, let's dive. We'll dive into the character and do a session zero about him in in just a moment. <laughs> Let's first do a recap of the sessions so far. Now, obviously, there's, I think we're up to like 16, 16 sessions or so on the Mad Queen YouTube channel. Uh, anybody watching, make sure you go check those out to see all the details, all the cool things the, the team has been through, all the NPCs they've met, and um, crazy dice rolls they've had to make <laughs> and potentially fumble up. But... Uh, but we'll do a little a little mini recap uh, right now, just to give you an idea of everything that happened so far. Uh, so when we start next Friday, uh, it'll feel like you know you're you're joining the team at the beginning. Uh, the team basically uh, started off meeting up with Sprocket, uh, Mr. Handy. He was in his owner's shop, a bit of a mechanic workshop. They had an old vehicle um, that he's been working on, and I guess his owner went to. Um, a local parts store or something at the time that the bombs dropped and, you know, everything went to shit. Uh, Mr. Handy stayed at the shop just kind of tending to it, keeping it clean, uh, trying to work on the vehicle, waiting for his master to get back with the parts that never happened. Um, He just kind of kept going like that for a long time until I think it was uh, Jerry who came across him first, Uh, met up, started you know, talking, filling him in on what's going on in the world, explaining to him what a ghoul is and why he looks different than his master and stuff. And uh, and it was an education process. And during that, Clarice, the Wastelander, 
uh, stumbled across the, the shop and I guess snuck in. There was a little sketchy moment where some guns were pulled, but then they were able to kind of convince each other to team up and, and uh, you know, maybe make some money together, maybe help this, uh, this Mr. Handy go find his master. I think at the time, uh, the ghoul and Wastelander were thinking, ah, maybe if we help this guy go get his master, we can get some money or caps or something um, that he was going for. I, I, I don't remember exactly the motivation behind it, um, but they did agree to help him and head out and go to that shop. Um, when they got there, yeah, it's what you expect. Uh, there's ghouls in there. Everything's, you know, fucked up. And uh, his owner was in there dead on the ground. Uh, there was some Wastelanders outside that said they were they were trying to get in. They offered to pay the team. Uh, hey, thanks for the follow. Um, they offered the team uh, some caps uh, to basically go in and, and get a part that they needed. Uh, they needed a, a, a circuit board or something. Um, the team agreed. They broke in. They found another Wastelander in there with some hollow tape, a, a, a circuit board. Uh, they helped the team get the part that they needed. Um, and then the team uh, offered, uh, or the Wastelanders offered to pay them, uh, hey, can you escort us back to our, our settlement? Um, you know, we lost some of our people on the way down here, and uh, we're kind of worried about the, the travel back. So the team agreed to do that. Um, also along that way, Sprocket got his owner's hat. Uh, so I don't know if anyone saw the flyer with the with Sprocket wearing the hat, but that's where the hat came from um, on the flyer. And uh, and yeah, the team escorted them back, uh, ran across some some rad roaches, uh, some other uh, wastelanders um, that were uh, offered to have some dinner with the team, which which I guess Clarice did. They found out it was human meat. I guess Jerry maybe recognized some of the the meat as maybe a past friend or something. I can't remember, <laughs> but. But Clarice tried it. That was surprising. Uh, uh, nobody else tried it, did they? I can't remember. No. It was just Clarice. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, then you made it up to their settlement, which was actually at Disney World. Um, they kind of took over Disney World. When they got there, the team entered. There was a bunch of people there in robes, kind of like praying behind this Mickey Mouse hologram. And the team came in, took off their clothes to put on robes. And the team noticed they had scarification uh, tattoos on their back in the shape of these Mickey Mouse ears, and it's a bit of a Mickey Mouse cult. Uh, they were at the House of Mouse, it was called, and it was, fa- was, was Father John or Father Michael? I can't remember the name. Michael. I think it was Michael. Michael. Okay, yeah, and yeah. Father Michael was kind of running the place uh, in his power armor, um, and they were kind of holding it down, holding down this House of Mouse cult. Uh, they they were against the enclave that was posted up in uh, over at the old space station, the USSA. Uh, uh, NASA launch pad sort of area. Uh, they're working on something called Clean Wave that's supposed to launch this chemical out into the atmosphere that I guess rains down and kills anything rad. It's supposed to get rid of mutants and ghouls and all that stuff, as you know, the Enclave wants to do. Um, but on the way up there, they saw a bunch of black that just screeched across Florida, burnt everything. Uh, it, it, it was... It was even kind of burning to uh, the air that they were breathing and their skin was burning. Um, obviously, it's a work in progress, this clean wave. It's killing everything, not just rad things. But this House of Mouse, they they don't like it. They, they're more accepting of everything. Uh, they want to take out the Enclave. Enclave wants to take out them, obviously. Um, the team was hired by Father Michael to go down under underneath Walt Disney World to get to their missile launch pad. I guess they had a missile silo under there. And uh, that's what they needed to, I guess, get access to, to get this this uh, 
circuit board into um, so they could try to launch this missile over at the Enclave. Uh, Mr. Handy kind of determined uh, this, this is probably going to be a pretty big explosion. I don't know if this is just going to take out Enclave. This might take out half of Florida. I don't know. It's hard to tell. This seems kind of dangerous. Let's go down there and you know do the job, but maybe we shouldn't do this. Uh, they went down there. They ran across some rad leeches, some quicksand. There was a huge uh, radigator down there that luckily they avoided. Um, there was a ghoul down there, a maintenance guy that was kind of posted up. He was setting traps and things, trying to keep people away from the missile silo. He's like, did you see these people? They're kind of crazy with the Mickey Mouse scarification. Shit, they're kind of loony. And he didn't want them to get the to the missile silo, but he made friends with Jerry. They both kind of had that northern hometown vibe. Uh, they even have plans to possibly meet up at some pizza joint if uh, if Jerry can ever make it up to the Boston area, I think. is what Is that what it was, Jerry? I think it was Boston. Yeah, it was some pizza joint or something that they both knew about. So, but they let him out. He got out the back door, you know, got away, uh, headed up north while the team kind of uh, broke the missile silo thing, taking the circuit board out um, to try to keep the the cultists from setting it off at Enclave. They came out. Um, their plan was to kind of hide this circuit board and tell tell the cultists, hey, you know, we'll we'll go out and venture into the world if you can pay us and get you know find you the circuit board you need to get the missile going. Um, the idea there, I think, was to buy a little bit of time, uh, gather their thoughts, and kind of think of their options, because obviously they want to take out Enclave. They don't know how safe this, this missile idea is, or, you know, to trust these cultists, or if that's the, the right avenue. But they also know that there's the Brotherhood uh, setting up in Miami, down south, and their plan is obviously similar to Enclave. Um, you know, they want to gather up all technology, you know, kill all super mutants and ghouls and stuff. Um so the team is kind of heading down there. They're thinking, uh, you know, maybe maybe somehow try to pin, uh, you know, the Brotherhood on Enclave or get them to fight each other somehow. Uh, maybe try to go back and, and work with the cult, with the circuit board, maybe do something with that missile. Um, but along the way of kind of deciding what to do between the Brotherhood, the Enclave, and this cult, they also came across another Wastelander, another holotape. Both holotapes played a message from a vault. Just saying, hey, our vault, you know, we've been here. Uh, the vault doors opened. Um, our advanced security systems don't seem to be working. Uh, we noticed that there's actually no, uh, I think it was some circuitry to the, the security system in the computer that was missing. It was never there. They don't understand why. Um, obviously, it was the way the vault was set up uh, to kind of put the threat on these vault dwellers and open them up to the world unexpectedly. But, um, but yeah, that's basically what the team found, and they decided, okay, let's go check this out. So they headed over to uh, this vault to, to see, and the vault was empty. There was a bunch of blood coming out of the vault, dragging off into the woods. There was one vault. The vault was, you know, nobody there. They couldn't get into the supplies, which were locked up. There's like a, a water and food supply that releases every day, um, but it was locked up, won't release. They couldn't get into the computer system. They need some type of analog punch card key. Uh, to get get this vault going, but during all that, they they came across a vault dweller, a uh, little Billy, hiding out in the bathroom, drinking toilet water, surviving, and um, he was freaking out, saying that a bunch of ghouls, uh, a pack of ghouls, came into the vault, uh, basically grabbing everybody and taking them, like capturing them, and it's just unheard of. Well, you know, ghouls don't do that; they they don't capture people, and they're not you know that smart or tactful. It was just odd. That they came to grab supplies and people. 
So the team uh, agreed with little Billy, like, okay, we'll look into this, you know, in the back of their mind thinking, well, hey, if we can at least figure out where that key is, we can get these supplies or whatever, but in turn, you know, help Billy figure this out or whatever. Um, so they followed the blood trail. They ended up to a West Tech, an old uh, West Tech uh, facility that was uh, taken over by a super mutant that has been gathering people and turning them into ghouls with a broken uh, fusion core uh, cell that's powering the building. Half of ha- uh, There's two of them, half of them. Uh, one of them is broken leaking. He's been putting people in there, turning them to ghouls, and then uh, work attaching this device to their head, basically doing this mind control thing where he can control these ghouls um, like a pack to go and attack people or grab supplies or do whatever. Um, he was a bit of a scientist back in the day. West Tech turned on him as a super mutant, uh, you know, did experiments or whatever and turned him to the super mutant that he is now. Um, and that's why he's just, uh, you know, he's hell-bent on this revenge sort of thing. They came, took all his paperwork. Originally, he was trying to figure out a cure for himself. Um, but as you uh, heard on all his holotape records along the way traveling through West Tech, um, he was, tr- you know, trying to cure himself. And the Brotherhood came in, took all his research and equipment and everything uh, and killed him. Well, they thought they killed him, left him for dead. Uh, he was alive. And that's when his plan changed. You know, there's no more trying to find a cure. There's only revenge, I think is what he said. And that's what he's been working on. So the team, it got kind of hairy there. I think Jerry took a couple shots to the helmet, uh, got his ears ringing, but eventually they were able to kind of talk to the super mutant and figure out what was going on and convince him that, hey, look, uh, oh, he had the punch card key. Um, He took it from the the vault dweller, the overseer from the vault had the punch card key around his neck. That's right. And he was in the the broken fusion room uh, getting turned to a ghoul. Some were dying, some were changing, obviously. Uh, when the super mutant found out that the team wanted the key, he took it, put it around his neck. <laughs> so now the team, you know, they to get the, the key from the super mutant, they've got to help the super mutant. The super mutant basically has this bunker um, that he can't fit down. You know, it's a, a, a ladder, uh, a tube down into a bunker. It's a little bit too narrow for this big ass super mutant. So he told the team, if you can get down there, you know, I have no need for these water and food supplies or whatever from the vault. I'll give you the key. But you go down the bunker and get me all the ammunition and weapons and armor that that I think is down in there because he saw from a settlement uh, an invo- uh, inventory uh, list of what's down there and plans to try to go raid it and stuff uh, in the past. Long story short, team agreed. They went down there, uh, went through this bunker, went down these tracks that led to another bunker. They're underground. They've gathered up a lot of weapons, a lot of armor, um, lots of good stuff. Um, you know, some powerful stuff. Now they have a, a missile launcher, I, I believe, right? And you found uh, some fusion cells. You found uh, weapons. Some armor. Exactly. Some seconds. pieces of, of armor and things. Um, but that's where the team kind of, you know, uh, uh, left off. They gathered up all these things. Um, they're at the entrance to the second bunker which they know is approximately a mile or so away from where the super mutant is camped out at the other entrance of the bunker, waiting for the team to come out with all the supplies so he can do the trade. Um, And the team's down there just kind of deciding what they're going to do. They're there with Clarice. Um, They've got all these weapons, ammunition, all this stuff. They want to trade it with the super mutant to get the key, possibly. They don't know if they're going to go back the way they came, go up and just do the deal, go up this way, sneak up on the mutant or walk back, do a deal cross them, make partners with them. They could, you know, they've between the Enclave, the Brotherhood, the Cult, the Super Mutant, and this Vault, they have plenty of options here on things to do, who to partner with, kind of how to align things. 
I think the first thing to decide is Clarice. Uh, before we dive into um, Jay's character and bringing him in, uh, well, first off, before we dive into Clarice, is there any key moments or story points I should have mentioned? I, I feel like that was a good Cliff's Notes or summarization, but was there anything I should have mentioned that I forgot? Um, Father Michael met his end. We didn't uh, cover that one. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, you came out and uh, when you went underground in Disney for the missile silo and came out with the circuitry and told them, hey, it's, it's broken, but we can go get you a circuit board and stuff. Uh, we cleared the path to it. It's still kind of dangerous. There's quicksand and stuff, but we cleared the path. You might not want to go down there. It's real dangerous, but we can go get the circuit board to take it. Father Michael said, well, cool. Thanks for clearing the path. We'll go check it out at least first. Sit tight. They went down there with a the team. Father Michael, I guess, in his power armor fell off in, or his half power, power armor fell off into the quicksand. They weren't able to get him out. They all came up in a panic. Uh, one of the guards kind of took over leadership role, at least for the moment when you guys were leaving. Um and yeah, Father Michael uh, died. I did forget to mention that. And I should also mention his uh, his awesome uh, little militia guys wearing all that cool Fallout uh, Disney World gear. I don't know if anyone saw in the previous streams the imagery for that, but that artwork was badass. It's like uh, these guys in this sort of post-apocalyptic armor that's all made up like Goofy and Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse and Vault Boy. and all. It's, it's crazy. I'll, I'll have to bring that image up. Uh, eventually in one of the upcoming streams just so we can see it um but yeah i forgot to mention that was there anything else that i forgot to mention uh before we dive into clarice and stuff i think that was um well we're running to that trader pep pep on the way south that's another thing that is good to mention uh, because that's another contact that you guys have and that was a good one this old trader um, he was uh, traveling with a couple uh, guards that were in uh, power armor, ran across some uh, raiders that tried to rob him. Um, the team helped kind of protect him from the raiders still track, uh, following him and tracking him down. Um, and through that, they got the discount hookup from this old dude. He goes by Pep Pep. Some people call him <clears throat> Grandpa. And they did some uh, some trading and purchased some goods. Um, he said he was heading up to that that cult compound. He actually knew of House of Mouse. And was heading up there to do a trade. And, and if you remember, the House of Mouse people mentioned uh, when I think you guys were looking for somebody to trade with when you got there. They said, actually, uh, we deal with a trader comes through every month or so. He should be here soon. And then you guys actually ran into him while traveling south. But, uh, but yeah, that's a great mention, too. Um, I did forget to mention Pep Pep. Uh, and that was a fun overlay. Let me see if I still have that just for fun. Um, was there any other key points that I forgot to mention? The only one I think of after that is uh, the dog, yeah. Oh, the dog, yeah. And it, mentioned here's Pep Pep, the old uh, wasteland trader. I'm Pep Pep, and you want to trade a thing? You can call me Gramps. But, uh, yeah. And yeah, I forgot the dog. Uh, it, actually, all of us forgot the dog for a moment there. If you remember, for a couple streams while you guys were going into the West Tech facility dealing with the Super Mutant, I completely forgot to mention how you couldn't get the dog up through the roof. You know, in it, when you guys snuck in climbing in the roof and then when you came out and went to the bunker, we completely forgot. And then we had to kind of summarize it in a future stream saying, oh, yeah, the dog was laying out front of West Tech waiting for you all to come out. When you came out for a moment, uh, she kind of growled and barked at the super mutant. Clarice was able to calm her down. You all went to the bunker. When you guys went down into the bunker, uh, uh, the doggy stayed with the super mutant up there. So, you know, the dog's just kind of chilling by that bunker entrance waiting for you all to come back. Um, what was the dog's name? Rewa. Or Riva? Yeah. It's Rewa. Um, yeah, I think we were the, that one, yeah. Yeah, it's spelled with a V, but pronounced Rewa, I think, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, okay, 
was that it? Did I forget anything else? <laughs> I think that was it. I think that's the big stuff, yeah. That is, that is. That's the main NPCs, the main factions and groups and settlements that you came across. Um, I think that's pretty much it. So going back to Clarice, what I think uh, in order to have, you know, the ability um, for... Cl- uh, oh, that's awesome. Was Galvers the one that reminded us about the dog? I just saw the chat there uh, yeah, after Darth mentioned. Okay, nice. Thanks, Galvers. Um, yeah, the, the other... Uh, Thing, you know, we want Clarice to be able to come back. We know that. So it's like we need to not kill her. I would like to say, because uh, we know she has a raider family, you know, out in the wasteland. That's where she came from. That was kind of a, a little south. Maybe with everything going on and coming to this climax, maybe she's like, you know what? Um, you guys go deal with the super mutant. Do what you got to do with the trade or whatever you guys are going to do with them. You know, I'm, I'm going to use this opportunity now that we have this second exit here um, to pop out. That way, you know, I don't have to deal with the super mutant or anything. And I'm going to I'm going to haul ass and beeline it to my settlement and my family and let them know what's going on. You know, between house of mouse and this huge missile silo, this this devastating clean wave shit that's not only killing super mutants and ghouls and stuff, but also everything, you know, uh, that's nearby. And then you got Brotherhood setting up in Miami, more and more trying to take over. Um, I'm going to go tell my family it might be time to pack up and get the fuck out of Florida. Um, maybe try to send them a little more north, uh, and then I'll try to come and find you all. Does that sound like something Clarice would do? Or did anybody have any other ideas? Because that was my, my initial idea for Clarice. And also chat if you have any creative ideas too. Feel free. Drop it in chat. But any uh, any any other creative ideas for Clarice to make her exit and still be able to come back? My my only problem with her leaving at that entrance and leaving for family is then she's like you know fuck my dog you know hey take care of my dog I'll I'll be back because the dog technically was hers she had the dog meat perk. Um, that it, it it's fairly new. So I'm I'm slightly okay with her not being as attached and being like, you know what, take care of my dog, I'll be back, you know? Unless anybody else feels different or has other ideas, like I said, feel free to interject. Possibly be able to uh, get the dog to sort of wander off from the super mutant towards her if the super mutant doesn't know she's there, maybe. And just oh, yeah. Have the dog run off into the bushes and then she just hightails it out there without... The I like that. Never there. I like she that, too. Then bolts. I'm down to do that unless unless the team wants to keep the dog, wants the dog as part of the team. But the only way that'll work is if someone takes dog meat sometime soon, you know. Um, but I like that idea too. I could totally see Clarice sneaking out this exit so the super mutant doesn't know, you know, using her sneak ability, which she's good at, to get up close, use dog meat to get that dog to get away. You know, I like that. You want to you want to go with that, or did, or did did anybody uh, want to pick up the dog meat perk and keep the dog? I don't know. I mean, I I've thought about it, I guess, but <clears throat> might be I don't know a, a bit of an extra challenge uh, keeping track of the dog too. Yeah, it might be slightly uh, more practical to go that way if uh, the dog leaves with Clarice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like I, th- I feel like the dog meat perk is – it's like a perk, but I think you just kind of 
kind of, uh, I don't know, flexed a little on the side of it being stressful in the sense that like, yeah, you know, you got this dog, it's, it's cool, it's cute, you got this like little minion or backup or sidekick. Um, it can bite things and like do a little bit of damage. It can it can maybe bark if someone's trying to sneak up and it, it gets alerted before you. There's things it can help with, but then it also becomes something you got to keep track of. You got to feed water. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we're so heavy on the food water of fatigue side of rules, um, but you do have to worry about things like you know people shooting it, killing it, capturing it, eating it, running away. Things you never know. Um, you know. Hey, are you done yet? Hey. Yeah, and forgetting to bring it into West Tech and places like that and getting it into a bunker and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I feel it's one of those things where, like, it's 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 helpful and it could be really cool, but it does come with a little bit of stress. You know, it's a responsibility, just like a real pet, you know? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I guess uh, um, maybe do a vote. You know, there's three of you. What do you, what do you guys think? Um it could go either way. You could keep keep the doggy, Rewa, or or let her go with Clarice. What do you, what do you guys vote for? What do you think, uh, Brandon? I'm okay if the dog goes with Clarice. Um, so your vote is yeah, to I mean, not keep it. Yeah, though if we do decide to keep the dog, I, I I'll take the the park and you know go that way. But but I'm I'm okay if the dog goes with Clarice. Okay. Uh, Darth, what do you think about about the doggy? What do you think? Do you want to keep her, or do you want Clarice to take her? I think I'd lean more towards uh, Clarice taking her. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be easy to manage. I think um, it kind of fits with the character setup we've got. I can't really see Sprocket taking on a dog, or a dog wanting to be taken on by a robot either. So. Okay. And Jay? You agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I don't think, thinking about how my character is, it won't even be as relevant. So I'm like, it makes sense to just let it be. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. And then, you know, that'll kind of allow Mad Queen, if she, when, she, when you know, because she does plan on it, when she does make her appearance back, even if it's not permanent, it's a cameo or something. It'd be kind of cool if she can roll in with her doggy, you know? Um, so yeah, we'll do that. So Clarice takes off, she uses this moment, like I said, to kind of say, look, you know, this might be the only downtime where we're all alone. We, we're rarely alone. We're either like with these cannibals or this cultist or now the super, you know, I'm going to dip out, go try to grab my dog, tell my family what's going on. They have no idea about Enclave or, you know, Clean Wave or this cult with the Missile Brotherhood. Like, let me go get, try to get them out of Florida. I'll come back. I'll try to meet up with you all. Um, hopefully we find each other, you know, um, that sound good. For Clarice? All right, cool. Sounds um, good to me. Yeah, then let's do this. Let's dive in a little bit uh, with Jay's character and kind of figure out uh, how to work him in. I've got a couple ideas, but before we do that, I would love, uh, Jay, for you to give us give us a little bit of a, a session zero for the character. Um, and, you know, for session zero's sake, I know we had one for this team, but since we're on our channel now, not the Mad Queen channel... I do want to mention, uh, just in generally speaking, on Session Zero, um, you know, Fallout is very dark, it's post-apocalyptic, it's dystopian, we do get graphic, this is Cybernation uncensored, so we're not worried so much about, um, you know, using cuss words and get it, getting graphic in descriptions and things that happen, but that being said, we're also, um, 
you know, we do have some some lines and limitations and things like, uh, you know, I, I, I don't dive so heavily into like sexual situations when it comes to role play and descriptive stuff or role play. I don't get into like animal abuse or child abuse. Like, you know, if dark things happen like that or things in the world because it's very real, you know, we, we do play it very realistic. Um, I'll just kind of brush over it. Maybe it'll be like a fade to black or it'll be like this. This is happening. Um, whereas other things I might get more descriptive and it might be more immersive. Um, but like I said, I typically want to avoid some of those, those uh, you know, trigger topics and things that, that I, I don't enjoy. Um, but let's just use this moment real quick. Um, you know, Jade, uh, to mention anything for you, like I said, I, I know all of us have had our, our sessions, zero own things. Um, but are there any sort of things, you know, you just absolutely need to avoid and things, you know, as a player and th- for uh, streaming and gameplay? Um, honestly, I have. I whenever I join the table, I trust the DM wholeheartedly. So I always have the I have no lines, no. <laughs> That's veils. a mistake here, buddy. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, take it as far yeah. as you need. I honestly don't have any because I've already done my consideration. So I'll trust the table as is. But other than that, I have no hesitations on anything. Okay, cool. Now then, we're, we're probably good. Like I said, we're all we, we're all pretty much on the same page as as most streams. You know, we we avoid all that offensive bullshit stuff no sexism racism like i said violence against children animals things like that like i just uh, i don't don't like none of that shit we avoid it so that's how we do it now that being said anytime in gameplay if things are getting sticky uncomfortable like something's a little too graphic violent whatever you can always raise your hand you can send a private message in in the discord chat so we know because this is a live stream i know you know, it's it's a little little different than being around a table. Uh, you know, everything's live and, and moving forward. So just keep that in mind too. Anybody gets uncomfortable, shoot us a private message, raise your hand, something like that. But should be fine. Um, so yeah, let's dive into your character a bit here um, before we get uh, rest in peace. Let's uh, before we get, we get into uh, um, you know the team and how we're gonna work the character in. Uh, Teach us about the character. Uh, first, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing the, his name right. And then, you know, where did he come from? How did he become a super mutant? You know, give, give us his, any type of lore you've been able to think of for this character. Fill us in. Okay. Uh, so first off, name is Yasuke. That's yes. the official pronunciation. Uh, Yasuke was once upon a time not named that, though his name has been forgotten due to many years of trauma. Long ago... This individual was a warrior, a soldier, a fighter. It's unknown, but the bruises upon his body tells a tale of many battles, many fallen foes, and possibly many life-threatening situations of himself. Once considered a soldier or possibly a slave to someone forced to fight, and this continued on for unknown amounts of years, sealed away in a cage, unable to see, hear, or sense anything until battle was meant to be. This continued on until one day he fell in battle. Though the battle and wounds left him without his memory, though fragmented, he was found by a Makota, who is a blind samurai, or once was, has now taken the time to take care of Yasuke in his broken form. This is when he got his name Yasuke, which is based off of an actual lore of a samurai, that the first non-Japanese samurai, an African-American, who ended up in Japan super mutants cool. with grayish skin but slightly darker than normal and dreadlocks or what dreadlocks remained gave that reminiscent tale of well yasuke so that became his name he learned how to wield a samurai's blade a simple katana using boken and so many other ways 
and learn the art of Bushido through this process in the hopes of recovering his body, his mind will recover, and his memories will return. Over time, he learned to master the blade, and he was given his own special new blade that he calls Shinsetsu. This blade is actually made from the minute hand of a grand clock tower. So one of those clocks you see in a city, oh, yeah. it's actually a minute hand that's been shaved down to be about a 100-centimeter-long blade with a handle that's been fabricated to wield for his large hands and large size. Shinsetsu, by the way, is Japanese for kindness because he kills them with kindness. <laughs> Uh, over time, he learned to get rid of the rage that was inside of his body as a super mutant, no longer killing for the sake of battle, but to protect others, until the day that Makota finally got too old and perished. The Wasteland finally took that body, and Yasuke has spent time traveling the Wasteland, trying to be a better samurai in hopes to redeem whatever rage and villainous acts he once committed, and hopefully to also recover his memories. Uh, he stands at about 7 foot 10 inches, kind of shorter for some of them. He has long dreads, but they're kind of tattered. Some parts are missing, uh, broken skin all over the place, scars, wounds, and so many things. Um, keeps his left arm sealed underneath his clothed garment. It's almost like a version of a kimono that keeps his left arm tucked with armor plating underneath. And he travels being... Super Mutant Samurai, known as the Ebony Samurai, or Ebony Kampachi, the greatest swordsman with a black blade. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. And I love, uh, I love that you, uh, you know, came up with the creative way to make the weapon, too. I love that stuff. Oh, yeah. That's the awesome. Clock Tower Blade. Hell, yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah, yeah. One thing that popped in my head while you were saying that, too, um, you know, off stream, I need to, I know that we've got to get you up to the right level. Like, I think the team is at level three now. Is that what it is? Yeah, level three. Um, and I, I think I sent you that info. But the other thing that we didn't account for is during that time, the team has been able to trade a couple things. They, you know, got some caps, things like that. And you should have, you know, a little bit of caps, some things too. So we'll chat about that off stream and, and make sure he's, you know, up up to the, the level and has things and, you know, stuff like the rest of the team. Um, that works. What part of uh, the country was he in? Uh, well, I guess he wouldn't know where he was being held in a cage and used, and he doesn't know who was using him and stuff because he just fell in battle and then was found, right? Yeah, he was, um, after so much battle and the sensory deprivation led to a lack of memory retention. So when he fell in battle, he couldn't remember anything before a battle, in detail at least. Okay. What about uh, what when he got found... Where where is he? You know, where was he when he was with the master being taught and things before the master died? Uh, I was torn between either Virginia or Washington, mm -hmm. specifically the countryside of the areas, kind of like an isolated area away from the the city where there's enough, not so much to grow, but like a place that could have a sufficient bamboo garden or an attempt at a bamboo garden, Zen garden, that kind of area. I haven't, depending on which would be more relevant be either washington or the west virginian mountains okay um yeah i'm, I'm cool with either of those um because i think yeah i think i think it, it would be cool i mean well what, what does the rest of the team think about those options i um, don't know if it's something you'd want to go with but if you look at the location of fallout 76 in west virginia there's actually a location in that game the palace of the winding path that's a japanese style sort of spiritual retreat 
in the mountains. And obviously that's in the game, but that's sort of set 200 years before where we are. So what it might have been 200 years on from where it is in 76, open question. But uh, yeah, it's, so it's, had ra- it's had raiders there and stuff in the past. And, but it's this kind of somewhat commercialized spiritual retreat um, it, as it exists in 76. But the location is there in the mountains. So, so it could be nearby that general area where I was found. Whatever state the place is in, I could picture my new sensei was just kind of like away from the commercialism and wanted more isolated living to be away from that. And that allowed for the super mutant who was found, Yasuke, to be a little more isolated from other people while we tempered the rage and forged the steel. There's a lot of time that passed between sort of, you know, when 76 is set and when we are now. So, better part 200 years. So, there's a lot can change in that time. So, yeah, yeah, no, I think. It works. Yeah, and the other thing too, uh, this is also for any new viewers that are just getting, you know, cool to Fallout 2D20 and our team and whatever and jumping on board. Um, you know, our lore is, is, it's original. You know, we're leaning on the, the video game lore. Obviously, there's the factions, there's location things and whatever, but specific NPCs, timeline stuff, we're flexible. Um, just like most of these uh, licensed uh, role-playing games, you know, when it comes from actual IP, a lot of times when they hit the tabletop, they, they all of them recommend, just like this book does, you know. Make it your own. Don't feel like you have to lock into a particular timeline like 76 or Vegas or things like, you know, it's all there to give you the vibe in the world, but you can make it your own. And that, that's what I've done. I don't have extensive experience with all of the video games of Fallout. Um, so I'm taking, you know, the general world, the lore, the factions, the things, and I'm making it my own. That's why I placed the team in Florida, kind of making our own area and then, you know, branch out from there and stuff. Um, so I'm totally cool with whatever you want to make up uh for you know where he's from how it came about uh you know if it, it makes some sense to 76 and 200 years later even cooler but it doesn't have to you don't feel obligated to um, to line up everything like with the video games yeah make it your own i think being west virginia near that place 200 years later it has the cultural relevance it seems fitting and it's like oh, a yeah. little bit of homage to 76 i'll take <laughs> it <laughs> nice um now after you know your master died what was his name um, Makota. Makota. Her name. Her name. Yeah, when Makota died, what did, uh, you know, I imagine you had, uh, you know, some time there, some mourning, uh, some time for, uh, uh, Yasuke? Yasuke, yeah. I <laughs> got it. <laughs> I was like, hey, this is going to take me a while, uh, but I got it. And I even wrote down kind of how I would pronounce it to try to rem- rem- uh, remind myself. Yeah, but, it's Yasuke. Yasuke. What, what, you know, he would mourn a little bit, but what would be, uh, you know, I imagine he would spend some time there. What would be his process? Would he eventually, you know, get over it and realize like, you know, I'm, well, I'm not going to sit here and train by myself and talk to myself or whatever, like, I guess time to venture out into the world or how, you know, cause I want to get him down to Florida, but I want to make it not just, well, she's dead. Let me walk off. <laughs> you know, I want it some type I, of I, like. I have motivation. a great one. Actually. I think after they, um, Makota being there long enough, um, has heard tales of what the Americas once was before and had made one request and asked for her ashes to be spread on the most magical place on earth. <laughs> and all Yasuke knows is that's located somewhere in the southeast area near um, Florida-ish. I'm on a journey to spread the ashes with the... Uh, I like it. 
Yeah, why not? I mean, it makes sense. I was thinking somewhere, it was spreading her ashes somewhere. But since I can't really leave the mainland, which would have been the ideal goal, she was like, the second best place would be the most magical place we can reach. Which, in knowledge sense, is uh, Disneyland. Exactly, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, lo- yeah, yeah. I, I love that too, because I, I, I like the idea that you're thinking like, well, you know, it must be this magical place and whatever, and maybe you see some yeah. like old rusted... Uh, like advertisements where it's like, you know, come to the most magical place on earth and shit, you know, and it's yeah. all this like cheesy marketing ploy stuff that like you're taking as like literal, like, oh, this magical yeah. place, oh, it must be like, amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see it perfectly. Yasuke's just sitting there being like, I will take you to the most magical place I can find. Sees a sign. I'm here. Magic is everywhere. Ah, yes. Excellent. Hell yeah. <laughs> now, I, I love that because I like the idea too that like, you know, when we bring you into meeting the team, you have a little bit of something like if it's mentioned or if there's some way to tie that in, that would be really cool for the team. Like, oh, shit, you know, you you met those cultists, you know, did you see that? You know, like, like you've been there. You've yeah. been to Disney World where they just were. Um, yeah. Because now, now they're south, you know, they're they're in the bunker. There's the West Tech facility and this, this other super mutant. What I was thinking to bring you in, uh, it, it, now learning about the character, it even makes more sense to me. I'm excited about it, is the fact that, um, you know, he's this sort of, I don't know, peacemaker in a way, you know? He's trying to, like, release people from this hell, uh, so to speak. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's, you know, got this honorable samurai vibe to him to where, man, if we could tie that in somehow to where maybe he went down to spread ashes, right? You know, met these cults. It's like, oh, this, this is a weird group, but cool. They let me spread the ashes, uh... I guess from here I'm going to I'm going to travel around cuz maybe maybe the cultists told you about things going on, you know, the different factions and people doing mm-hmm. cr- crazy things and you're like, you know, an honorable super mutant trying to bring peace. Is that kind of his his thing? Yeah, it's that whole the samurai code of just trying to do best to bring what sense of peace there is. I love it. I think that 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 could be the motivation to go further south and say like, well, you know, I spread the ashes. That was my purpose. You know, maybe this could be my 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 new purpose. You know, f- free Florida from these fucked up factions and things going on that the, these this community has told me about. There's brotherhood down there. There's enclave with this clean wave shit. There's random raiders and things about going on. Let me let me travel south and just check out the land and see if I can, you know, right some of the wrongs happening. And maybe through traveling south, uh, you, you stumble across this West Tech facility. And you see this other mm-hmm. super mutant. You're like, oh shit, another super mutant. You know, you're kind of hesitant. Um, is, is your character kind of sneaky and hesitant? Is he tactful? Or would he just kind of walk in proud and like, what's going on here? Or would he be more ninja-like? He's more ninja-like. Despite his size and muscular fortitude, he's very much more into the ronin side of samurai. Less about honorable head-on and more about the stealthy moving around. Perfect. As necessary and less against big people bosses and so on is the only time that the samurai code fully kicks in all right i love it uh, shinobi thanks for the follow also I, it might have been an old comment but i gotta say it because it's funny galver saying peace through perfect vertical katana slices one whoosh at a time <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yes uh, what were you gonna say darth um i was just thinking the the whole um traveling south getting the wrong idea about the concept of disney world when he sees the sign that sort of thing there's plenty of stuff um examples in the fallout law of that happening with super mutants already. So it fits in with the, oh, okay. the existing Look stuff. At that. Perfect. Fallout four, there's a companion character strong who is a super mutant. Yeah. And he's got a, a Shakespeare reference in there. 
where he's heard about this milk of human kindness, and he thinks it's this mystical substance that gives humans yeah. their power. And if he can find it and drink it, he will become more powerful than humans. Ah, I love it. So that's kind I of remember his that. Yeah, that's so perfect. There's, yeah, there's a few examples like that in there where super mutants just didn't quite get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of, I love it. it I love it. Works. Yeah, no, and I, I love the fact that it's like got this honorable touch to it too. Um, like just being this sort of samurai vibe to it. It's just, it, it's awesome. Um, so yeah, then I, I, I would like it to be like, maybe you, you know, through traveling South, you come across the West tech facility, you see the super mutant fucking around with some ghouls and doing something. You sneak up to get a closer look like here's another super mutant. Let me, you know, maybe it's somebody I can be friends with, or at least see what they're, they're doing. Maybe you see that the super mutant is like turning people into ghouls. Like he's putting, you know, capturing vault dwellers and settlement people using the ghouls like mind control. They bring them in, exposing them to this nuclear shit, turning them into ghouls to more mind control. Does that sound like something, you know, you would dislike as a super mutant being this sort of samurai honorable mission? Like you would see that happening? and Very much so. And converting people, if any of them are actually considered in some form of imprisonment or of any kind would trigger the shinobi rage in him, causing him to be a little more violent than normal because it remind that will trigger his memories of him being in self deprivation in the um, sensory deprivation sensation he had. So definitely would hate this a lot. Oh yeah. It would just trigger some PTSD shit, you know? Um, oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 yeah, no, I, I love it. I think uh, it, it all makes sense, but we're at a, at that point in the story, there's there's a couple options here because I, I it absolutely makes sense. I could see the super mutant creeping up. He sees it happening. He's like, "Fuck, dude! Like, th- here's another super mutant. He's like he, mind controlling these ghouls with this weird device thing or something. Like, because they're actually like going in a pack. They're capturing people. He's turning people. Some are dying. Some are turning to ghouls. This is fucked up. Would it be the type of thing? And I guess you know, uh, Brandon. Darth, you know, as players, not characters, you know, there's a little meta planning here. What sounds more fun to the team, more interesting to play out? Would it be, because my idea was, you know, either the team would go back through the bunker up to the super mutant, like you kind of were planning, like do the trade, give them the weapons and armor and shit, get the pass to be able to go get supplies, maybe make that vault your home base or something like you guys were talking about, and then, you know, head out from there. Or popping out the bunker where you're at, sneaking up on the super mutant, using some of the new weapons, ammo, and things to try to take them over, fuck them up. Because I know, I know, originally you guys were kind of upset, just like, uh, uh, uh yes, Yasuke. Yasuke, damn it, I lost it. <laughs> just like Yasuke, uh, what you know was kind of seeing it and being like, yeah, this is this is fucked up. It's like this moral dilemma, and I know you guys were kind of having that too with it you know, with what he's doing, but you're like, well, but I don't know if we can take him. He's got a missile launcher. He's got this, he's wearing all this armor. Um, yeah, that didn't go well the you know, first time. Yeah. So yeah. I can see a couple options now. Cause now you have a super mutant, you know, help you fight. Uh, you have these new weapons and things that you found in the bunker. It does give you a little bit more leverage. So I guess where I'm at with this is like, okay, if the super mutant creeped up, if, if he's seeing this going on, would he, you know, try to attack him and sneak, maybe attack while he's waiting at the top of the bunker with the dog while you guys are down doing what you're doing. 
would he still be hiding and watching when you guys come back to do the deal with the super mutant and then decide what he's going to do? Would it be the type of thing you guys pop out the bunker to creep up on the super mutant and you see them already engaging maybe in a fight? Or do you guys pop up to do the deal and this, you know, um, you saw, wait, you say, wait, damn it. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Yasuke, you told me. Um, <laughs> uh, would he, would he be watching and you guys come up to do the deal and then he jumps out to do something? You see what I'm saying? There's some options here. I guess it depends on what the team wants to do. and Because you know? we kind of know what, what Yasuke w- would do. You know, He doesn't like what the Super Mutant's doing. He's planning on trying to fuck him up, uh, releasing these ghouls that are in mind control and the people being turned. I think that would be his motivation here. Uh, does that sound yeah. right, Jay? Okay, so if he's planning on doing that, uh, you guys would not know that. So let's not meta the characters, right? Let's not metagame the character decisions based on that. But that being said, obviously, there's some options for the characters. So what do you think makes more sense by the characters' motivations? What do you think they would do? I kind of like the idea that if we're carrying on, we're underground, don't know what's going on outside of the bunker at the moment. We carry on with what we were planning to do, due for lack of any other information. Um, and you search the idea that maybe we come on them when they're fighting, and perhaps uh, Yasuke and the Superman have met. They've talked about what he's doing to these people, and their conversation has gone roughly the same way ours did. Okay. And when we pop out, there's a fight going on in front of us, which would be the ideal time for us to go, maybe now's the time to try and put a stop to this. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Yeah, because it's, you know, it could go either way, you know, because it could be a fight or it could not be a fight. But it sounds like Yasuke, no matter what, you know, seeing this in character, he'd be motivated to, to fight, you know? No, um, he definitely would not let it slide. There's very little chance he won't do something as soon as possible. Yeah, so then that would make sense. And I think, uh, you know, it. correct me if I'm wrong, Jerry and Sprocket... Um, especially losing Clarice. Clarice is like, I'm out. I'll meet up again. Like now, now you're feeling even, even less like uh, uh, protected, or, or you know, you're you're losing your fighter, right? Um, but then coming out, seeing uh, Yasuke uh, arguing or engaging in a fight or something, that might be motivate, you know, some motivation. Like, okay, well, fuck, you know, like this dude has an enemy. Maybe, you know, and an, you know, we have a common enemy here. Maybe we can help and, and do this. Um, it's would, a great introductory image, that. The idea of just coming out and there's a super mutant samurai and a super mutant scientist going at it. Right. <laughs> oh, exactly. No, and, uh, and, and it, it, I love it, too, because of, like, the honorable thing of the character Yasuke, right? But then kind of this, this German uh, super mutant scientist guy, you know, where it's, like, kind of fucked up what he's doing, but you can kind of slightly understand his motivation and what he's doing, and he's... You know, he's going against enemies. So it's like an enemy of an enemy sort of situation. But you don't like the means at, the means at which he's doing it, you know? So you kind of had that, that weird situation, but you couldn't do too much about it because, you know, he's a super mutant with a missile launcher and shit armored up. But here you go. Now you got Yasuke. You have some options. Um, well, do you think that... Yeah, do you think... That, that being said, I guess the team wouldn't be planning to jump him. In, in the team's mind... They would be coming back up the normal entrance to meet with the super mutant to do the trade, and then it would be like this moment of, oh shit, there's another super mutant. What's going on here, right? Yeah, yeah that's what I see. 
Okay. Would yeah. the team, because uh, I know you mentioned it before in the last stream too, when you had all the supplies gathered up, um, and I know you guys have been taking notes of that stuff. Um, I'm going to get from Mad Queen the things that she wrote down because I know she was grabbing things too. Um, if she wrote down things that you guys didn't, let's move them over to your character sheet. That way all the supplies are with the team, not with Clarice. Because Clarice is, I'm not going to carry this shit. You guys take everything. I'm, I'm going to run to my family. I'll meet up with you later. That sort of thing, okay? Um, but is the team taking everything? Because I remembered in the last session you guys did talk about, well, maybe we'll leave some things down here by the second entrance and come back and get it. And we'll just give some of the things to the super mutant or whatever. Um, I know you were kind of talking about that option. What what do you think is going to go down? How do you guys want to do it? Yeah, I'm thinking we were going to uh, leave stuff that we were going to come back for at that second entrance uh, yeah. so that we're not giving it all back to the super mutant. There was a, a few bits and pieces that were going to be particularly useful to us or potentially. So like there's some armor and stuff. There was some combat armor and stuff down there that uh, I think Jerry had his eye on, Clarice as well at the time. Yeah. Um, we're going to stash aside and take him a load of stuff say this is what we found and then when we're off on our merry way sort of circle back and pick up some sizable upgrades and gear No, I, I like that and it makes sense and that's what I remember too you guys talking about so I guess what we should do off stream um, is in the chat we'll, we'll organize that you know I'll get with Mad Queen I'll make sure that we have the inventory list that she gathered as Clarice in the bunker so we have total supplies, right? Um, I'll drop that into the chat here on the Discord. And then, you know, you, you uh, I guess it would be you too, because uh, Jay wouldn't be part of that that aspect, right? Because he's up fighting the super mutant arguing at this point. Um, you know, Jerry, Sprocket, you two decide. What are we going to bring to the super mutant? What are we going to keep down here and stash for us later? Um, and then, you know, you decide that by next Friday. And then we'll start next Friday's stream uh, you know, role playing that out. Uh, we'll start with Jerry and Sprocket having that conversation. Clarice literally just left, and you guys are standing there. And we'll take it right from there with you guys discussing these are the things we'll keep, these are what we're gathering. You guys can either pop out, walk back, or train back to the entrance. And, you know, we'll take it right there. And when you pop out, um, Yasuke? There it is, Yasuke. Hey! Oh, shit! No, Yasuke will be there. And, you know, that'll be our official uh, start of the game. Does that sound good? Is anything I, 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 anything I missed? Anything else we should interject or add in? Uh, I think I think that covers everything. Yeah, that's pretty much. I think so, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, then that's what we'll do. Um, I'll get the info, drop it in chat. Uh, we'll be here next Friday, and we'll continue right where we left off. I just want to uh, uh, re-encourage anybody watching this live stream uh, or the VOD on the YouTube, make sure you shoot over to the Mad Queen's channel on YouTube and check out all the previous sessions that we've done. Check out all the, the past videos because um, it's a lot of fun. And then you can really uh, learn about all the NPCs and locations and plot twists and things that the, the players and characters have been through. Um, but if you don't have time to do that, don't stress. Like I said, we did this little recap and when we start next Friday, um, we're going to do it in such a way that it, you know, it, it won't be detrimental to the story. Uh, if you didn't see the, the previous sessions, um, if anything pops up a, a previous NPC, uh, a plot that was, uh, previously kind of laid out, um, I'll do a mini recap in the session. I'll just reiterate kind of what that's about. Uh, so anybody watching, uh, 
you know, they, they know what's going on. So don't feel bad. Uh, don't feel obligated to go watch all 16 sessions to join us. You know, you can absolutely join us next Friday and, and you'll, you'll be able to hop on the story and know what's going on. It'll be good. Um, Let's go around the table uh, one last time. Uh, remind everybody where they can find you online uh, so they can show some support, and then we'll be out of here. Um, I'm going to start it off. Uh, just want to give a shout out to my supporters on Patreon. Um, you know, all of you on Patreon, seriously, uh, you all are the fuel on my fire. You keep me going, you keep me streaming. All the content that I kick out here at Cyber Nation Uncensored and on other channels. Um, you, you just keep me motivated. I love all of you, and I just can't express enough appreciation. Let me just give some shout-outs to those that opted in for that. Kevin Moreno, Joseph Holder, William Huddleston, Naomi Madlass, Jamie Minch, uh, John Effort, uh, Leaded Coffee. And again, if I mess up people's names, please message me. Correct me. I'll get it right. Uh, Michael Edmonds, a.k.a. Kira, Chris Anderson, Dolan Pondsmith, uh, Matt James, who's also GM Reservoir Panda, Rothen, a.k.a. Renegade420, Revolver Gray, Samurai Max, Steve Barr of Sirenscape, Zeno, Zach, GM Capricious Nature, who is going to be streaming uh, after this stream. He's running his weekly Fallout Asia right here on this channel, so uh, everyone make sure you come back for that. Um, Cyber Smiley, Raven, Andy Stretton, and Copios Salt. And again, if I get names wrong, message me, correct me. Hit up Cyber Nation anywhere you see us online, Twitch, YouTube, Discord, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We would love the support. Um, okay, everybody, uh, give your plug and uh, let people know where they can find you. Uh, Jay, why don't you start it off? Oh, hey, it's been a day. Yasuke is who I play, but you can call me Jay Casual. You can find me on all social media at just Too casual and Casual Creativity over on Twitch. Um, I do all kinds of variety streaming of all kinds of things, mainly doing story writing, game design, TTRPG, and video game. Uh, this year I'll be coming out with my official Deep Breath RPG, the anime-inspired urban fantasy setting. Old World of Magic meets a new world of technology, where you can have spell slingers on one side, and you can have tanks on another, where there's mechs, you go into space, whatever it is, it's all kinds of combination of those factors. All information on that's on Deep Breath RPG on um, Instagram and Twitter, and deepbreatharpg.com on our website. That's D-E-E-P, bread, T-H-R-P-G, dot com for all things like that. As we get closer to our Kickstarter launching, March 25th is our schedule time. We'll see if everything lines up for that. Thank you all, and keep it casual. Hell yeah. Yeah, and I'll, uh, I'll make sure on the VODs, anybody watching, I'll put all links in the description, um, and you'll be able to find everybody online that way too. So don't, don't, uh, don't stress if you can't remember the things that we're saying. Just make sure you check out the description and follow the links. Uh, show us some love. Uh, Darth. Hey, so I'm Darth Zion. I'm going to be playing and continuing to play Sprocket, a Mr. Handy former mechanic who apparently has a streak of medical in him, but, uh, you know, he's repairing things one way or another. Um, and if you're interested in all things Fallout, I do lots of camp builds, lots of news videos around the Fallout series and other Bethesda games as well. I'm over on YouTube at slash Darth Zion Games, so I'd love it if you came and checked it out. Oh, yeah. Brandon. Hi, I'm Brandon Perkins, also known as DM underscore Brando. And uh, as mentioned before, I'm working on a novel called Sola Harvest of Souls. That's S-O-L-A. You can find it on royalroad.com. And it is absolutely free to read. All of part one is up. That's 13 chapters uh, currently. Uh, and right now I'm uh, taking a short hiatus while I write more. Uh, but we'll be posting more chapters again soon. Um, but feel free to check that out. Again, that's on royalroad.com. 
That's Sola Harvest of Souls, S-O-L-A. And you can find my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brandon underscore Perkins. And uh, as far as um, Sprocket and fixing things, what are humans other than squishy machines? So so there you go. Yeah, and I see uh, uh, Shinobi mentioning Fallout Double uh, presentation. And yes, we we are making uh, Friday here at Cybernation Uncensored, our official uh, Fallout Friday uh, TGIF. Uh, Thank God it's Fallout. Uh, That'll be our every Friday, like I said, at 12 noon. uh, We'll do Team Wasteland. And then I think it's uh, 3 p.m. is GM Capricious Nature's uh, Team uh, Fallout Asia, uh, set in in, uh, Asia. Um, so check that out. Uh, he'll be streaming in just a couple hours. Um, so yeah, every Friday, start here at noon, and you'll have a, a couple teams to watch. Uh, uh, lots of Fallout. Uh, but yeah, thanks everybody uh, for tuning in. Uh, I think I covered everything. Make it a plan. Be here next Friday, and we'll see you then. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.